on America Can We Talk. I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. Coming up next, America Can We Talk with your host, Debbie Georgianos. And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis, and Happy New Year. I hope that all of you really had a chance over the holidays to relax some, enjoy your family, enjoy just visiting with friends, take a little bit of break from life, um, and that you enjoy your New Year's. Uh, we have a nice cozy New Year's at home where we are playing a board game, watching football, and you know, not even, can't even stay up to midnight. But whatever you did, I hope you had a great New Year's. I always like the feel of New Year's Day much more than the feeling of New Year's Eve. And the reason is, I love the idea of just stepping back from the busyness of life, because I'm going to guess if you listen to this show, you have busy, busy life, you're racing around all the time, to just kind of think what your priorities are. And that's kind of what New Year's resolutions can be. They're just kind of reprioritizing your life, examining how you spent a bunch of time last year. Did you really want those to be your priorities this year? And also kind of looking forward uh, what you see in America's future and your future and how you want, what you want to do with your time, your effort, your mental energy. Um, that's really what I want to talk about today. I want to start with, you know, I'm always on the show talking about America. This show is just exclusively dedicated to preserving America, the unique, the extraordinary, the great. Um, and I see we have lost our feed. Uh, we are totally lost into a past show, so I'm just going to keep talking. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just keep talking while we are fixing our uh, video here. I think the audio is still working. Is the audio working? It is working. Okay, so I don't know what's going on here. In any case, I'll just tell you about this, um, my thought about this show. I, I do this show 100% entirely, entirely, to talk about the preservation of America, to talk about what America is, you know, how, what we do to try to preserve America, um, and how unique and extraordinary America is. And I want to do that a little bit more than usual at the start of this show, because much of what I'll talk about today in our New Year's resolutions, our proposals, our ideas for what we should be doing in, the, in 2024, to me, they're concerns for patriots, they're resolutions for patriots, and they all get back to the idea of preserving America. In many shows, I've talked in depth about the unique greatness of America because of its founding, what the founding documents said about rights from God, the, the famous words in the Declaration that all men and women are created equally. We all have rights from God, from our Creator. Simply because we're born, America was expressly designed to protect the individual's right to live in freedom, the right to maximize your life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, in your life, in your time, without government interference. The whole purpose of America was to celebrate the, the idea of God-given liberty. And America really set an example for the world in doing that, in creating a country where the government's purpose was not to control you, direct traffic for you, force you to move where they want you to live, or do what they want you to do, but to allow you to live to the maximum extent possible, consistent with ordered society, ordered liberty, to live in freedom. That's the whole point and purpose of America. It is utterly antithetical to and cannot coexist with socialism, communism, or any of the other isms embraced by the left in the world today. The idea of America is utterly inconsistent. You either have America as founded with these extraordinary commitment to the happiness of the individuals living there, their life, liberty, and pursuit of their version of happiness, with government not trying to control your life, or you have the notion of government, the step back from the, you know, the uh, individual issues and the big picture, you have a government that is, as the left wants in this country, a, a country that is just dedicated to the, the left orchestrating and controlling everything about your life, which is what leftism, the Democrat Party, leftism, Marxism, socialism, and communism are all about. It is a government in charge of everything, regulating and controlling your life 
everything the left pushes in this country today, everything they try to tell you is all, it all goes back to, it all goes back to the primary notion that leftism is about government-controlled society, is about limiting your freedom, limiting your, your potential, everything about yourself to be controlled by the government. That is the core purpose of leftism in this country. And the core purpose of America's founding and America itself and the patriot movement and the Republican Party when they go along with those uh, core ideas of America, their idea is to maximize individual freedom. So I want to talk about 2024, what we have to look forward to. Uh, I have kind of broken down into um, kind of concerns for patriots, what we should be concerned about looking forward uh, to this next 12 months, um, and what we you know need to be really mindful of in this, in this uh, time. Uh, and then I'm going to close with some resolutions really um, kind of for everybody. But on the subject of the um, top concerns for patriots, I'm going to run through some issues. This is no, by no means an exclusive uh, list of issues, by no means at all an exclusive uh, list of issues. I will hit those in just one moment, concernship, patriots, and resolutions, but two or three other introductory thoughts that I wanted to share. Uh, one is that the idea of New Year's, this idea, it's a time to refresh your own priorities about your life. To, to as I said a moment ago, you step back from the busyness, your to-do list, your schedule, your schedule on the refrigerator and your phone, on, the, on your calendar, and think, what do I really want? What are my priorities uh, for this year? I think that's extremely, extremely important. I wanted to, the other thing, if uh, I guess this is kind of our first five segment to wrap it up is, I truly have a, a almost excited but deep sense of optimism about America's future starting now in 2024. I will tell you more about that why as we go throughout the show. But I know many people, and I'm, I have on this show many times, talked about the very grave dangers America faces because leftism have, has made so many inroads into America. Leftism has taken away so much of our freedom. This current administration is on the march taking away more of your freedom as much freedom as they possibly could take from you, they will do. And they are doing under the guise of all sorts of happy-sounding agendas and policies. But the agenda of the left is always to take away your freedom. And the reason I feel so optimistic about 2024 is because I think the American people over the last three years have now had a fuller, bigger dose of what the left, where the left will take America, what the globalist agenda is for the world, what it is for America, what the globalists who occupy the high realms of the Democrat Party, the higher echelon of the Democrat Party, and some in the Republican Party, to be fair, but mostly on the Democrat side, what they intend. So we see America just overrun uh, in so many ways, so many really, really harmful policies coming out of the left. I think for many people, their eyes are more open now than they ever were. I'm talking about people who were formerly leftists or Democrats, um, and also just people who pretty much thought they don't need to be political, they don't want to be political, they just want to float along, live their life, do their thing, go to the job, come home, see the kids, take them to soccer practice, whatever they do, they just want to live their lives. But they're realizing that rolling along, living your life in America, and expecting America's foundational commitment to liberty to just be there and be the same is no longer realistic. More Americans are awake to the need to be politically active in this country in order to hold on to freedom. So on the subject of the um, concerns for patriots, uh, one, you know, I mentioned at the close of our show on Thursday, this past Thursday, or at the opening of the show, rather, I think, um, I mentioned the idea that there was a big um, announcement coming out of the, um, it was an announcement actually made by Lieutenant General Michael Flynn about the consequences of some documents that have been uncovered uh, as, as the world grapples with this ongoing battle between Israel trying to stop the endless harassment by the Gaza citizens. The, the, the residents of the Gaza Strip who elected a murderous terrorist organization called Hamas as their government, Gaza elected, uh, the Gazan citizens elected Hamas, which is nothing, nothing less than, it's not, it is, it is completely fair to describe them as a murderous Islamic jihadist organization that is designed to and committed to killing as many Jewish people, destroying the state of Israel, and ultimately destroying America. That's who Hamas is, that's who Gaza, um, what Gaza elected as their government 
eyes wide open, that's what they chose. So where we are right now, the uh, Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, uh, who did serve in the military extensively, including in Israel before he became, now he's very involved in the political realm, but he served and was over in Israel. So he's, I have a little clip. He was um, actually on Alex Jones' show uh, recently, like, like last week where he talked about documents that have been uncovered uh, within Israel. And I'll just tease the topic, and we'll play this quick clip of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Uh, but two big points he's making. One is that the invasion on October 7th by Hamas, coming from the Gaza Strip into Israel, that invasion on October 7th went on for seven hours before Israel kind of sounded the alarm, tuned in, got the military, got the IDF engaged. And so he's focusing on the fact that Israel has the best defenses in the world. They have this border between Gaza and Israel is one that he, in fact, is maybe the most secure wall in the world. And yet for seven hours, the attack came on in Israel with no uh, response by IDF, known from the government. And so he's getting at the first point, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, either needs to take responsibility or point out who was responsible, but some accountability must be made for what, uh, what happened that day. But his second point, and the big point that affects America's future and why it's on my list of um, resolutions, <clears throat> excuse me, or on my list of um, concerns for patriots today, is that what was uncovered in these documents includes the notion, and Benjamin Netanyahu actually floated this idea in um, September, I think, that it, it, or I don't know when it was, but anyway, floated the idea that eventually, in order to get Israel back to a place of peace, Israel, the country, be able to function as a country, they're going to have to be able to export the refugees from Gaza, move the refugees out of Gaza into other countries because Israel can't accept them. The, the, the residents of Gaza have proven since they were given that, the Gaza Strip in 2005 or six or so, that all they will do is lob rockets and try to kill Jews. This is what they do. This is what Gaza residents do. This is what Hamas does. And so Benjamin Netanyahu is saying, we, we can't live like this. It's like have, you, know, you have right next door to you someone who daily tries to kill you. And so he's saying that the residents of Gaza have to be forced into some other places around the world. They have to be moved. Now, very quickly, many of the Islamic majority countries surrounding Israel said, uh, no, not here, nope, can't do that. And so I'm getting at is the idea that Lieutenant General Flynn is talking about and many others are talking about is there'll be pressure from Benjamin Netanyahu and probably other, interna and other international organizations essentially saying the West, Western Europe or America is going to have to accept <clears throat> something in the realm of hundreds of thousands of refugees because of, from Gaza because they can't live in Gaza peaceably. And I'll play his clip and I'll tell you my one point about America Concerns for Patriots after we play this clip. Here is Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And uh, your analysis. Yeah, so first of all, I, you know, I've walked that, uh, that fence line and been in the towers that secure that part of the border, of the Israeli border, the southern zone, they call it, southern zone border with uh, uh, Gaza. They, the towns of uh, Darat and Ashkelon, I've been in those places. The breakdown of security for those seven hours that allowed Hamas to do such a deadly, I mean, grave, grave assault against children, women, girls, boys, I mean, families, and just the savagery that was committed by Hamas that did that, somebody in the Israeli government is going to have to be held to account that part of the world. I mean, first of all, and I've been very public about this, you don't hear the other Middle Eastern countries screaming, going, we'll take the Palestinians, we'll take the Palestinians. No, because they don't want to take the Palestinians in their country because they know what they're going to get. They're going to get the same exact problems that the Israelis currently have. And <clears throat> this whole thing about taking refugees now, this is all breaking news, this is all coming out right now. This whole thing about taking these refugees, so what? You want Europe to take some more refugees? The United States to take some more refugees? Mark my words, you're going to hear people in the United States of America, in our government, and you're going to hear all of these, these left progressives starting to scream, going, we have to protect these people. We should be bringing them to the United States. Just like Obama brought Somalis, and he put them in places like Wisconsin and, and, and uh, Michigan and some other places. I mean, these, the, the people in this country will be out of their minds if we start bringing in more of these radical Islamists into our country. 
So a couple of things that are going on here. One of them is Bibi Netanyahu, he needs to still be sort of held to account, or he needs to hold somebody to account for what happened on the 7th of October. And now to make this statement and, and to expect that the world is going to start taking these refugees, wow. That's why I've been saying this thing is not going to end anytime soon. It is going to go on and on and on. And we're talking about a long winter, folks, so get ready. Okay. I'm really, really thrilled that he's saying this. And I'm just make this point because I want to run through. It's about eight issues I have of top concerns uh, for patriots in America. And why I'm going through this particular list, America really does face it's an existential threat within our own country, within our own borders, meaning that the left is, in this country, trying to take down America as founded, trying in every way they can do to take down America as founded. It is why the Biden administration does not enforce the border. It's why they intentionally permit, literally at this point, hundreds of thousands of people a month and millions and millions in the three years that Biden has been president. This this administration has intentionally allowed not just illegal aliens, but terrorists, drug smugglers, human sex traffickers, human smugglers, evil terrorists to cross our southern border absolutely un, uninterrupted, no, no threat to them at all. It is, is an outrage. In particular, why I brought up this example of what America has to do is reclaiming our territorial integrity, reclaiming, reclaiming our country, insisting our country has a national identity, and we do not bring in people who will not accept the ideas of America. This is not about race, ethnicity, national origin, skin color. It is about what you believe the country should be. And America has already had a massive problem bringing in refugees who have, from Islamic countries, who embrace and believe in Islamic Jihad, who embrace Islamic Jihad as a not only acceptable, but actually a mandate on their lives. This is what the danger is. And so to America, to the idea that we're talking about Benjamin Netanyahu is an ally of America, Israel's our ally, but the idea that we as a country have to find the backbone in 2024 to say, we are not bringing Gaza refugees to America. Yes, there are innocent children, and there are some innocent families who have no involvement. They aren't really activists in, in the jihadist movement. But these people elected a murderous jihadist organization as their government just 15 years ago, a little more than that, 18 years ago. And the, the idea that America, at the time we are in this country, so divided, we need to be strong enough to say we're not going to bring in more refugees to America who are committed to Islamic Jihad, tolerant of Islamic Jihad, aware of it, and not protesting Islamic Jihad. We have to be willing to say we believe in ourselves enough, the character of our people and our country, that we're not going to bring in Islamic Jihadist terrorists as refugees, despite that there is a horrible situation in Israel. And I think Lieutenant General Flynn's exactly right. There will be people in this country, especially on the left, saying, well, we have to break, take them in. We're America. We're a country of immigrants. We're all immigrants. Uh, yes, historically, people came to America as immigrants, uh, over, historically, mostly lawfully. But in any case, at this time in our country, we've already had the southern border overrun and intentionally orchestrated, not just tolerated by the Biden administration, orchestrated, enabled, legitimized, and encouraged by the left in this country to overrun our southern border, we cannot be taking, even thinking about taking these refugees from Gaza, and that is part of standing up and defending the idea of America. Next one on my top concerns for patriots is our justice system. Our justice system in this country has been assaulted by the left, by leftism for Far too long now, we're watching, we've talked about many times on the show what's happened to the, uh, the January 6th defendants and the just uh, tremendous, uh, just outrageous, um, uh, you know, double standard on, in the justice system where you can, you know, burn police cars and burn down police stations and nothing happens to you, but if you showed up to protest on January 6th, you're facing prison sentences and you're charged with crimes that don't even exist, by the way, uh, good news on that. Uh, some uh, 
really um, thoughtful legal scholars are making the point, uh, you know, Jack Smith, who is the prosecutor of Trump in the January 6th cases, uh, case, Jack Smith, is, um, he first of all had the Supreme Court uh, refuse his effort to, um, he wanted to have the Supreme Court rule on the immunity thing, and he was basically trying to fast track that case to get to, to trial before the, the uh, election. And um, the Supreme Court said no, and now there are two other cases um, excuse me, two other the charges against Trump that are now in front of the Supreme Court, uh, and some legal scholars believe the court is going to say, in fact, let me just make, these are charges that the Department of Justice, another example of their lawlessness, their abandonment of the rule of law, they're concocting charges that are not applicable in this case. The DOJ is, they know they're not, the, the judges know they're not, but they just let it march forward. So there are now two cases, uh, you know, Smith charged Trump in a four count indictment in federal court. Um, basically, uh, they want him, Trump, to be held criminally responsible for uh, the events of January 6th. Um, and so he was charged, Trump was charged with uh, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy against rights, conspiracy to instruct an official proceeding, and obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. So, you know, they blather, they're basically Basically, it's four charges, and um, they're all four are very, very weak. Uh, but the court is looking at actually throwing out two of those charges. And you know, this is just unfortunately in the in the legal world, these are just slow steps to, to make to get progress. But the idea that there is still the willingness on the part of the Supreme Court to look closely at, you know, can we really let this this uh, justice system go hog wild, trying to take down the president, concoct legal charges that don't that, that don't have merit. I mean, I'm hoping really the answer is uh, that the court is not going to um, tolerate that. that. That would just be a really, really great solution. Um, um, so in any case, uh, those kind of cases need to be continued pressure on the um, court system and our elected officials, members of Congress, members of Senate to say on the January 6th cases, the government's conduct is outrageous. It is political, it is politically motivated, it is political punishment of the opposition party, it is unprecedented in America, unjustified by the facts, all the charges they've made. There's gotta be that push, uh, and we must be as patriots very, very alert to and tuned into uh, the dangers of letting our justice system lapse into a third world uh, you know, tool of the ruling class to shut down the opposition, uh, which is exactly what um, they're doing. Okay, um, on climate policy, I have a bunch of things on climate policy, and I want to just say climate change, climate alleged, you know, climate, uh, the, the people who claim that climate change is going to kill us all, you know, it doesn't matter that they're now like, like 60 specific, specific predictions made by climate alarmists over the last recent decades saying if we don't do X by this date, you know, New York City will be flooded or, you know, the, the glaciers will all melt or all these absurd or the polar bears will all be dead or the penguins will all be dead. And not only are those predictions have they been proved wrong over and over and over and over and over, they've been proved wrong, but nothing stops the left in using climate change as an excuse to do what the left always does, which is to take away your freedom. The point of climate change alarmism is to bring you into submission to the left, is to bring you under control, to convince you that you simply cannot drive your car you like, you can't drive on vacations, you can't live in the home you want. Well, two things that are happened, um, happen, uh, several things happen that I really wanna um, stress about climate policy um, as we march into 2024. Um, one was um, that there was a, um, the Associated Press, AP, um, which is, you know, left-wing news outlet, they revealed that they had uh, donations from a foreign group that trains journalists as climate change activists. So you look around, you know, you listen to shows like mine and you hear actual experts who lay out actual data and put it on the screen and show you the data, show you that there is no danger. We are not in a climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. CO2 is not bad for the environment. It's a naturally occurring environment, desperately needed, a naturally occurring ingredient in the environment, desperately needed for human life to survive. CO2 is not, we don't have have an outburst of way much, of, of too much CO2 that's killing us all. None of those things are real. And climate scientists trying to, to say this to America are constantly shut down by the media, by media sources. So this one story, very interestingly, uh, the AP that feeds on the climate alarmism, you know, uh, hoax, 
had to admit they had, they had a foreign donor that's going to transform journalists into community activists on climate change. It's called the KR Foundation, a Danish nonprofit. They want to rapidly phase out fossil fuels, gave essentially $300,000 to the Associated Press in December of 2022. And so the point of it is they are paying alleged journalists to buy into the climate extremism, climate alarmism story, so that more and more people will be afraid about climate change. Um, and so, and I want to just, I, I linked this today, which I just want to be sure that you all have access to. Part of being a patriot in 2024, part of being a patriot is to actually be willing to speak up in contexts where, you know, you think, well, I'll just be polite, I don't want to be silly. Okay. It's important to speak up with facts and to have facts to send to people. One thing you can do at our website, americacanwetalk.org, I put a link again today to one of the most brilliant pieces of actual scientific data, 26 pages of it, I think it was, you know, 28 pages of scientific data submitted to the Securities Exchange Commission when they were trying to, to pass yet another rule with more just stringent, absurd climate danger reporting for companies who are registered with the SEC. So these two people, Dr. William Happer, professor of physics from Princeton, and another, Richard Lindzen, professor of earth, atmosphere, and planetary sciences emeritus from MIT. So two top-notch institutions, Princeton, MIT, submitted a lengthy 28-page uh, statement to the SEC, essentially saying you don't need to make more rules about you know, how much CO2 you might be admitting and your company might be uh, releasing the atmosphere because there's no danger. There's no problem with CO2. It's not dangerous. It's actually healthy. CO2 is 0.04% of the Earth's natural atmosphere. It's, and there's nothing to worry about. Here's our, their just summary statement, the introductory statement. As career physicists, science demonstrates there is no climate-related risk caused by fossil fuels and CO2, thus no scientific basis for the proposed rule, which is basically to punish people for uh, companies for, for its uh, release of CO2 or use of, use of its fossil fuels. Goes on to say, thus no scientific basis for the proposed rule and if adopted, disastrous consequences for people worldwide and the US would follow because it would reduce CO2 and the use of fossil fuels. They're basically saying cutting down on CO2, cutting down on fossil fuels is a net danger to life on earth, to health, to plants, to animals, to life on earth. And these people, along with hundreds, in fact, it's down to thousands of climate scientists, have been trying to tell America and the world for years, there's no danger from CO2. We don't have to cut back on fossil fuels. There's no reason to cut back on fossil fuels. No reason to push these substitutes for fossil fuels that aren't as effective, and yet, this kind of paper and dozens of other papers and proclamations put out by actually informed climate scientists continuing to say there's no danger from CO2, you shouldn't be worrying about this, and yet you have the Biden administration plowing forward, plowing forward with more stringent regulation, all based on this completely absurd, unnecessary mission of reducing CO2 and getting rid of fossil fuels. There's no reason to do it. There's another point I want to make about our New Year's resolutions, or our, just our mindset. We tend to want to negotiate. When leftists get crazy and they demand crazy stuff, people on the right say, okay, well, maybe not all the way but to the left, but how about just a little bit? I mean, we negotiate with lunacy. We should not be negotiating with lunacy. We don't have to negotiate with these climate alarmists. And so I'll just tell you how much the left. So the two things that Biden team has done. One is right before the end of 2023, last few closing days of 2023, um, they had a new set of regulations released, a new set of eco regulations by the Department of Energy that essentially are going to limit your use of and the availability of household appliances. You're going to have more rules apply, making them more expensive to produce, more difficult to produce, and you're gonna end up suffering because they made up a bunch of new rules, ab 
absolutely unnecessary, you know, that tie into your stove, your oven, your home heating. I mean, these people, refrigerators, freezers, I mean, commercial fans, blowers, and basically all of this is to eliminate CO2 emissions. And if CO2 emissions are not dangerous, which is what all these climate scientists are trying to say, there's no reason to eliminate CO2 emissions, emissions there's no reason for these reg regulations. This is what I'm getting at. We've got, we need this refreshed feel about we're taking back facts. We're taking back truth. We're going to insist on truth and not going to allow these lunatic regulations that the left comes up with to essentially take away our freedom, make life more expensive and harder, limit production, limit corporate America, all to humor a farce. Climate change, be tuned into the facts, be able to share them, send that article out to everyone your friends worried about climate change. It's linked on our website today. Again, our website is americacanwetalk.org on the homepage under shows, drop down list of links. The article, um, it's, I think I just called it a uh, link to uh, scientists' SEC emission, uh, and, and, you know, submission to the SEC by climate scientists. Anyway, you'll find it on there. Th these are, these are, you know, just deeply educated men who spent years actually studying facts, and they're trying to say, what are we doing? Okay, so climate, another one, just huge, huge, huge one to hit. Um, on election integrity, I will just tell you that um, there's a, um, on election integrity is another issue where it is country changing, as is border security, as is climate policy, as is refugee policy, all these policies the left embrace braces and pushes on us and, and just inflicts on America, all of these will change America, change our freedom, change our future. The left's policies are all, virtually all, ridiculous. They are, they are designed to limit our freedom in America. So we've talked about Gaza refugees and border policy. We've talked about our justice system, you know, a, a justice system that simply protects the uh, ruling party and goes after political opponents, which has no place. It's inconsistent with the rule of law in America. Just talked about climate policy. You can read about it know about it, be able to spread that. Another just America threatening, in fact, that of the, all the issues facing America, the top two I always say will change everything, are election integrity and border security. If we have enough illegal aliens living in America who then the left will give them rights to vote, you know they will, they will vote away America because they don't understand it. On to this other issue um, that is equally troublesome and uh, is election integrity. You know, we've had on this show, and I invite you, if you're at our website, americacanwetalk.org, go back and look at past interviews with Dr. Douglas Frank, with Seth Keschel. We have had ex election experts on our show talking about just one piece of it. Dr. Douglas Frank is just on the election integrity issue with respect to manipulation of voter tabulation software. We've had Catherine Engelbrecht on the show talking about the theme, which was a theme of Dinesh D'Souza's film, 2000 Mules, the discovery of the stuffing of ballot boxes, the mail-in ballot hoax of 2020, which was cooked up in response to the COVID hoax. So we had 2020, we had mail-in ballots that were, that were just a source of massive fraud. They were intended that to be that way from the start. So we have that form of election integrity. I want to float another one then because it's come back to the news recently. So Robert Epstein, we are not talking about the other Epstein um, of, um, you know, of ill repute. We're talking about uh, Robert Epstein, who's a, uh, a um, that's the wrong story. Let me get you, yeah, I got it, okay. Um, who is a California Democrat, by the way, a Democrat. And he is pointing out and he's bringing out data talking about essentially just the way Google manipulates search results resulted in the theft of millions of votes shifted from the Republicans to the Democrats. And this guy, again, Epstein, Robert Epstein, California Democrat, Democrat. he's a Harvard PhD, he's well-educated. I've had him on the show, I'm gonna reach out to him again. He was on a couple years ago. But in any case, he's a California Democrat. He doesn't even support the Republican Party, but he's saying Google manipulates search results to such a degree that they are guilty of election fraud. They're guilty of election interference. And so you have him, um, monitoring Google's manipulation of news feeds, search results, and YouTube suggestions, 
All of Google's efforts are to steer people away from patriotism, away from the Republican Party, and toward the left in this country, the Democrat, Marxist, Socialist, Communist Party that's pushing America over the hill to tyrannical government. And he's out now saying that in 2020, the impact of that pushing, of this manipulation of what you believe to be true, which you find out when you go online, that manipulation was so severe that in 2020, we would have had a, the Republicans would have had a significant significant majority in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. And, of course, Trump won the presidency. That's what would have happened had you not had Google interfering. So of all the, the ways and methods which the left uses to engage in election fraud, this is another one we haven't talked about in a while. You have, we have, you know, the, the massive mail-in ballot fraud, the whole scam that they pulled with massive mail-in ballots in 2020, we had, which was in Dinesh D'Souza's film, 2000 Mules. We had the explanation of the electronic manipulation voter tabulation software. We have so much evidence in this country. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, like a flood, like a Niagara Fall of evidence. And now Epstein is out pointing out how severe the Google manipulation of search results is that they themselves are guilty of election interference, shifting millions of votes from Republicans, from Trump, over to the left. And he's saying, and nothing's really been done about it, and nothing's really changed. So I'm saying all this to say, if you want to be a patriot concerned for patriots in 2024, as we come up in the 2024 election year, a huge year, don't drop discussion of election integrity. I am telling you, I run into more Republicans who are activists, they love to go knock on doors and stand up for their candidate and say, yeah, yeah, I'm voting, I'm rooting for so-and-so, I'm supporting him. But they don't really want to talk about election integrity. And it's fine if you don't want to dive in and learn every detail, learn to articulate what it is that Katherine Engelbrecht uncovered or what it is that Dr. Douglas Frank uncovered. But at least, at least understand election integrity is a massive, massive issue. It's not just a potential issue that could hurt America. Election fraud has already hurt America in the, what we think were the results of elections. And also, it's one of those issues the left goes out of their way to use their, their most powerful tool, which is mockery. When people talk about election integrity, and I've been at, at you know, Republican discussions where even prominent Republicans will say, well, let's not go there. I mean, election integrity, you know, we don't know. There's always some fraud. No, no. If you don't understand the degree of election fraud in America, then you should stop talking about it, stop denying it, and try learning about it. Try learning about the scope of election fraud in this country. Because you know what else? We could, I could do this talk show every day, all day, and so could thousands of other talk show hosts. They could convince millions of people to get on board with the patriotic agenda, with the Restore America agenda, and, and get literally the vast majority of Americans on board. But if all the tools of the left are available to engage in manipulation of the election software or manipulation of the tabulation software or manipulation of how many ballots are in a pile being counted, untethered to any necessarily any known uh, legal voter, then no, none of your efforts will matter. It won't matter how many doors you knock on, how many phone calls you make, how many candidates you donate to. If we don't not only try to do everything we can to stop election fraud, but in our conversations, we have to admit to each other, to say it out loud. Of course, we have a massive, massive election fraud problem. And back to the 2020 elections and then the January 6th of 2021 event, that was driven, that was driven by election fraud because Everyone at that mall on January 6, 2021, they weren't there just to say, you know, goodbye, President Trump, thank you so much for four years. They all knew, even then, just a hint of what we know now. They, and that's what drove all of the protests on January 6, 2021. And it drove people because they couldn't get the courts to listen. We still can't get the courts to listen. We couldn't, in fact, lawyers are facing losing their license for having filed litigation that it contained information, contained evidence of election fraud, but the courts wouldn't look at the evidence, wouldn't look at the pleadings, and threw out the cases on, you know, latches or, uh, you know, standing, whatever the legal doctrine was they turned to, but did not ever address the merits, and yet still now the court system goes after those lawyers to take their licenses away for filing what they're calling frivolous lawsuits. People, election integrity 
it, it is a monumentally important issue. Monumentally important, must be addressed. Okay, on healthcare freedom and COVID tyranny, I'm just gonna say, um, I have on my show um, a week from Thursday. So this Thursday is January 4th, so January 11th, Dr. Brian Artis is joining us in studio. Our Thursday shows, we have in-studio audience, we have great times, so he's coming on on January 11th. And so I'm gonna save uh, diving in on that story, except to say this much. There is so much evidence out there now about the dangers flowing from the COVID vaccines, about the fact that Moderna and Pfizer knew from the studies they engaged in before those vaccines were released to the public that they had very dangerous side effects. They did not pass normal safety standards. They did cause side effects that were uh, ranging from mild to severe. They actually led to death. And, and now we have Dr. Peter McCullough out there explaining to the world the number of deaths suffered in this world. And I don't have the number in my head, so I won't say it, but the number of deaths that Peter McCullough says are attributable to the vaccines to the vaccines, and yet we still have, you know, you try to watch um, NFL football, which we do watch at our house all the time, and you still have Pfizer advertising, come on, get another vaccine, get your booster, get more, get more, get more. No matter how much evidence is out there about the danger of the vaccines and about how the uh, availability of very effective other remedies early on when COVID first came along, ivermectin, inhaled budesonide, uh, hydroxychloroquine, all these things were effective but were, were, were critiqued and mocked by the powers that be. I'm raising all this as an issue for 2024 election to say, don't get bullied. Don't get bullied by people who say, do they do the same thing about election integrity and the same thing about anything the left doesn't want you to think about? Oh my gosh, are you still believing the vaccines are a problem? Come on now. I mean, the, the, the data are overwhelming. You can read Steve Kirsch's column on Substack. You can read multitude of sources. Peter McCullough's column on Substack called courageous discourse, and there are many, many places to read actual data. These people who are telling you the vaccines were dangerous, these are, these are people using data, publicly available data, trying to explain to you what was going on with those. And I'm raising this to say as an issue in 2024, because I think there will be an ongoing effort by the government, by the pharmaceutical companies to push yet another vaccine for either you know, an extension or booster or something on existing COVID or some other COVID or some other virus. And it is an incumbent thing, the political issue for conservatives in 2024 is to stand for healthcare freedom, to stand for the right of an individual to decline to take a vaccine, not just to decline the vaccine, but not have a, 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 any kind of system keeping track of your vaccine record, any kind of system like a, like a similar to a passport, a vaccine passport. You don't lose your, shouldn't lose your job. You shouldn't lose your right to travel. You shouldn't lose your place in the military. The freedom issue for conservatives on these stories, I mean, there's, a, there's always you know, the issue of transparency and honestly and honesty and forcing the government to tell the truth about the COVID vaccines, forcing the pharmaceutical companies to put their information out. But the real issue for patriots is that we need to be standing up for the idea of healthcare freedom and, and the right to say yes or no for you and your children, your family, your, your parents, whoever you're deciding for, for healthcare freedom with no penalty at all to you. You don't lose your job, you don't lose your place in the military, you don't lose your uh, right to be out in public, you don't lose anything. And there is a, just a profound need for people to get brave on that issue again and to recognize the left, again, has used this issue to take down your freedom, to limit your freedom. You saw what they did during the, um, the, the uh, biggest episode we had uh, with COVID-19 where you were you know, locked in your homes and told not to go out. There's just, a, there's just a great need to see this as a freedom issue. I am not trying to substitute my judgment. I am not a doctor. I am not trying to substitute my judgment for other doctors. I am urging patriots, individual citizens, to learn for yourself, study for yourself, get the facts yourself, and make your decision for yourself and your loved ones and your family and your children based on what you learn and not because of government coercion. The government should not be coercing people into taking vaccines, especially these vaccines that have such harmful consequences. Okay, so then the last thing, on financial freedom and strength, um, I wanna hit, you know, this, these are kind of the issues I think for 2024, when you are a patriot and you understand uh, what the, um, 
what the left is all about, when you get the big, big, big picture of what the left is all about, what they think, what they, what they, their, their motivating um, ideology of the left is always find a reason, find an excuse, find something people are afraid of to essentially bring the people into submission and cause them to do what the left tells them to do. The left is all about control. They, they argue, they're for other things, they're about division of society, they're about control, they're not about preserving the beautiful, extraordinary idea that is America. So another one is about economic control. You know, we've had in this show Kevin Freeman, he's the author, he, he's the thinker behind a great movement, is now nationwide, it's, it started in Texas, but a great movement to try to help people be freed of the intention of the globalist left, which the Biden administration is 100% on board with, the central bank digital currency concept, the basic concept that we don't need to be having, you know, money in our wallets anymore, bills and, and coins. You know, we don't need money like that. We'll just have digital currency. I'll be digital. So you won't really have to have cash. And the digital currency will be controlled by the central bank. Central bank digital currency. This is another assault on freedom of Americans. And it's vital that you understand what they are trying to do. If we have central bank digital currency, as envisioned by the globalist tyrannical left, epitomized by Biden, I'm going to get to Biden in a moment, but the idea will be, you know, we're not taking your money away. It's your money. You know, it's just going to be instead of in your bank account that you control, it's in a central bank. And, you know, you can have access when you want it, but you understand it can be used to manipulate you or to punish you or to be taken from you. All you have to do is look at what China is doing. Uh, they've had the social credit score system now for years. And basically, because they're in control of everything, you know, you lose certain rights in China if you won't do what they tell you to do. And so you may have had a jaywalking ticket you didn't pay on time, or you declined some, something else the government told you to do. So you have a social credit score, your social credit score goes down, so pretty soon, no, you really you're not entitled to fly. You can't fly. Your kids can't go to the school you want them to go to. And I know when I say this, I've got I get emails every time I do this top topic, people saying, now come on, that's not gonna happen in America. I mean China's communist. We're free. We have freedom in America. Let me tell you, the people pushing central bank digital currency are on the same path, they're on the path of controlling your money, controlling your access to your money, controlling, and therefore it is a baby step. It's not a giant step into becoming like central bank um, of China. It is a baby step. And, so, and, and it's kind of tied into this whole great reset idea. You know, this great reset idea that, you know, we don't really need individual sovereign nations with individual sovereign banking systems, an individual climate policy, an individual border policy, an individual, you know, policies on rights of the individuals and what free speech means and all that. We, the globalists, world economic forum types, you know, we need just a global kind of governance and, and we can decide on all policies together. And they're all going to work together. It's going to be a beautiful thing. They'll work together. And so we don't need all these individual nation states, sovereign states, with their own sets of rights, their own sets of financial systems. This concept of losing control of your money, giving into the government's control through central bank digital currency, and ultimately giving that that will secede, that will uh, evolve into a more international control of all of this. Uh, it, it's a massive, massive assault on your individual freedom, financial freedom. The ability to spend your money the way you choose, your financial freedom, your freedom to say that you're going to be a saver and you're not going to spend very much money, or you're going to spend a lot of money and not worry about savings, and whatever you want to do with your money, these are, these are freedom issues. These are freedom issues. And when you have a government as designed by the founders, that government should have no role at all. No role at all, except they have to be able, you have to pay taxes. And I guess if you don't pay your taxes, they have to have, find a way to collect them. Short of that, you don't, the government should not be controlling the financial system, especially to the degree that it is. And it's really important to understand, again, it's more seeding of the freedom Americans were given at the founding when you concur or go along with this central bank digital currency. Similar to this, and there was an article I posted at our website today, americacanwetalk.org. It's called The Great Taking. You really no longer own your securities, and you could also lose your freedom. I urge you to, it's one of my favorite writers, that American thinker, Janet Levy. I'm not sure if she says her name, Levy or Levy, but in any case, she's a great writer. 
And she's writing in part about how even now, the way your money is invested, you know, if you have savings and you have, you, you have them in a, a portfolio, that they're in some, um, you know, they're, they're not in your individual bank account, you're investing in the stock market, Ultimately, large numbers of the way your, your retirement income could be invested, your own retirement is invested, is in, in um, portfolios or in uh, controlled by these massive big organizations that follow DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So already your money is being controlled by how these left wing, this left-wing policy of DEI, which itself should be, gotten, should be just eliminated, um, you don't have control of your money anymore and control of how your money is being spent. So there's a, there's a need to recognize as patriots that the right to own your own money, spend it as you will, save it as you will, and not have the government seeming to be able to take control of it um, through a, a, a plan to help you through digital currency. Uh, it's a vital thing patriots should be fighting for. In particular, I mentioned Kevin Freeman a moment ago. Uh, Kevin Freeman is a great friend of mine. He's uh, also the host of Economic War Room. He uh, sponsored and pushed the bill in Texas that was basically trying to find a way for Texas citizens and the same thing being offered around the country to get their, their, um, their assets out of the monetary system America is in charge of um, and putting it into gold. And so you have, you essentially have, would have gold that you own privately, your gold you own, you put in the bank and you can spend money against that, that uh, gold. It was, it was a great idea. But the idea of there as a patriot Holding on to economic financial freedom is part of holding on to the freedom of America. Uh, the last thing I'll hit in these uh, of these um, ideas about you know what we should be fighting for in um, in 2024 and this just immensely consequential year, 2024, is sovereignty. And the one thing um, I mentioned, I, I call this sovereignty in the World Health Organization. The short story is that the um, American government has already uh, signed on to and agreed with, essentially, the idea that um, the World Health Organization can begin to be a na an international source of uniform pandemic policy and healthcare policy. And so, you know, America already, we've done that. There's still another process coming. In fact, I think this article, uh, the, again, we put an article up about this on the website, americacanwetalk.org, and it's called A Predictable Earthquake, Surrendering Sovereignty to the Who. And basically, um, this creation of so-called global governance, global governance by the World Health Organization, um, and it would subordinate our own policies on health care and on pandemics and masks and social distancing and vaccines, everything that has to do with individual freedom, uh, would become essentially taken over by uh, the World Health Organization, which is uh, obviously unaccountable to us. The American citizen can't, can't vote them out, unlike your own state or federal government where if they had a health care policy you didn't like, you could lobby, you could try to change it, you could vote against the people, put it in. You're just stuck with this whole World Health Organization thing. And they're very, very um, secretive negotiations, uh, supposedly going to end by May of this year to produce agreements. So basically, World Health Organization will have the authority to declare what constitutes a public health emergency and what must be done about, uh, done about it. I mean, and I'm telling you that these things, they could not be more consequential. You talk about them, I, I keep going back to America has founded, extraordinary, unique, commitment to the individual freedom, the, the right of the individual to live in freedom, this administration, this Biden administration, is pushing. They are the, one of the pushers, the, the uh, instigators and, and enablers behind this effort to shift policy relating to pandemics and healthcare freedom to the World Health Organization, who then will have the authority not just to say, yep, it's a pandemic of blah, 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 whatever it is, but here are the policies. And you, know, you can still say, well, America is sovereign. We don't have to listen. But no, that will not be what happens. Once we concede the premise, the idea that in America we don't really make our health care policy anymore, we just wait for a World Health Organization to do it, you're going to end up with having unaccountable World Health Organization, controlled, by the way, by the Chinese Communist Party, and headed up right now by a guy, Dr. Tedros, who's not even a doctor, a medical doctor. He's not a medical doctor. He's a former dangerous terrorist who happens to have a doctor by his name, who now runs World Health Organization, and he would be the one to set your policy wherever it is you live around the country, in your little town, your little area. That's who the left would is trying to give our health care freedom, our health care policy to. And by the way, the way the language is worded, it is not just 
human disease, spread of disease, but other things that may impact the health and well-being of plants and animals. You see where that's headed. So you have now the climate lunatics, climate alarmists, can now say, well, World Health Organization, they've got the authority, so they're going to have to say, hey, you know what? Uh, the three-toed left-handed frog in Arizona is endangered, so now nobody's allowed to drive a car anymore. Obviously, that's an exaggeration to make a point. When you surrender sovereignty of America to the World Health Organization and their standards and their values and their view of the world, you lose America. And that's kind of want to wrap up. I'm getting around to where um, I'm going to uh, have to turn very quickly to the, um, the kind of things I was offering as resolutions. Um, but uh, this idea, all of what I just ran through today, in fact, I'll go back, I just ran through Gaza refugees, border policy, our justice system, do we let them continue to be, uh, to, prosecute, to persecute political opponents of um, the uh, regime, climate policy, dedicated to taking your freedom away, election integrity, removing your capacity for self-governance, healthcare freedom, which is now we're going to give it to the World Health Organization anyway, but you still have healthcare uh, bodies, the uh, big biopharmaceuticals mixed in with regulatory capture with the NIH and other federal agencies. Where's the individual freedom in that? Where's the individual right to live in freedom? And then you have financial freedom and central bank digital currency and DEI and all this stuff will take away your financial freedom and then your healthcare freedom. And then you have to ask yourself where you're left. And this is why I spent this kind of whirlwind day to get to this point. The concept of America as founded requires requires diligence in every generation, diligence by those who love America, love freedom, to stand up and fight for our country, and to recognize the way the big issues, how the left lives to control you. The right is trying to hold on to America as founded. These are fundamentally different views of America, fundamentally different views of your right to freedom, and, and whether America will have that future of freedom we all plan to have, and, and hope we have it. And and hope we pass on to our children. So I urge, and I could have covered many other topics today, but I wanted to say about 2024, I am truly enthusiastic, upbeat, optimistic, and dedicated and full of energy about the idea of fighting for America. I hope each of you are too. You pick your lane, you pick your issue, and go for it and don't stop, don't stop fighting. Because America has, still has great promise, great potential to be what America is supposed to be. This, this, you know, city on the hill, as Reagan called it, this, this country where where we are, we celebrate the unique greatness of our founding and, and this God-given rights, our founding on Judeo-Christian principles, and we allow those principles to live and, and, and flourish in this country. But every issue I mention, many others, broadly speaking, is just another attack of the leftists on America. So on this idea of resolutions, um, for this year, I have one, uh, you know, I fight for and define America, which I just said. In fact, I'll, I'll wait on, I'm going to turn to this in one second and I'll tell you the resolutions as part of the why it matters. I do want to throw in one other quick story because it's a push I want to make for everybody. And that is, you know, on our side, okay, let's start with the left. The left is, to use my, one of my favorite words about the left, they are relentless. They never stop. It doesn't matter how many times they're caught lying, it doesn't matter how many times climate change, that their prognostications are proved foolish, ridiculous, and false. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how wrong they are about anything. They never, never, never stop. We have to acquire on our side that quality of relentlessness. We're not going to put up, we're not going to give more and more inch, we're not going to put up with anything more the left is doing to take away our freedom, and we have to be relentless, we have to be organized. And so one good thing that happened, and then I'll turn to why it matters to you, is you know the Harvard, the president of Harvard, a woman named Claudine Gay, and Claudine Gay had testimony along with other uh, preeminent university um, presidents in Congress where she basically was saying it was okay with her if the pal pro-Palestinian protesters on the Harvard campus were chanting things calling for death of the Jews and death of Israel. She basically, I'm summarizing, she didn't say those words, but that was the gist of it. She was not thinking it was a problem. She couldn't stand up and protect or defend the students, um, the, the Jewish students at Harvard from the attacks of these pro-Palestinian, we hate Jewish people, want to kill them all, chanters. She couldn't do it. So much pressure on her. 
then subsequently discovered that she is a, apparently a major plagiar, uh, plagiarizer, had, you know, much of what she, the way she allegedly earned her way to be Harvard president was based on plagiarized writing. But anyway, so the left kind of said, okay, you know, in fact, the Harvard faculty, the whole Harvard faculty signed on. We love her. She's great. We stand behind her. We don't care what she did. That's what they basically said. We don't care what she did. But so much pressure began, and big donors to Harvard, large dollar donors to Harvard, just said, nope. Nope, she has to go. And today, this morning, uh, her, Claudine Gay announced her um, retirement, her resignation as president of Harvard. And I tell you the story to say, it matters if you push. It matters if you speak up. It matters if you press and don't stop. Because the first thing the left will do, they'll engage in mockery, ridicule, ignoring, or telling you you're the only one who thinks this. Everybody else is fine. What are you even talking about? But when you, when you stand for truth, Truth exists, it must be defended, and you push it. You will win. You can win these arguments with the left. But we patriots, we've got to be on the ball, on the mission in 2024 to save this country. So I'll quickly turn to my Why It Matters to You, which I do at the close of every show. So we had a Why It Matters to You. We had... We started with the uh, top concerns for patriots, Gaza refugees, and Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, say no to Hamas refugees. Uh, that's easy. Um, our justice system, Supreme Court must not be oblivious or naive. Stop the prosecution slash persecution of Trump. And it would be great to have the Supreme Court even give tacit acknowledgement that Trump is just being harassed. He's not just, these are not legitimate um, criminal complaints about him. Climate policy, not one inch toward kitchen appliance regulation or any other alarmist nonsense. Election integrity, remember, even Democrat Robert Epstein decries the enormous Google search results manipulation. There is mounted, there is a mountain of evidence of election integrity problem in America and keep fighting on it. Healthcare freedom and COVID tyranny refuse to bow to the next pandemic of fear porn. Financial freedom and strength reject central bank digital currency and any other centralized control. 1776 was the last best Great Reset. And by the way, people, you hear anyone tells you, I support the Great Reset. 1776 was the only Great Reset the world ever needed. And that's my view. Okay, sovereignty in the World Health Organization. Americans never consented to give up the Constitution to the World Health Organization. And resolutions for patriots. Fight for and define America. Surrender nothing about it. Don't fight against a puppet, Biden. Fight against the Democrats and leftism. And Michelle Obama, I want to put a quick explainer in there. It's not that helpful to continue to pile on Biden. He is mentally diminished. He doesn't know what he's saying half the time. It's not, it's just cringeworthy to listen to him. But he's not the enemy. The Democrat Party is the enemy. The Democrat Party has embraced Marxism, socialism, communism. They're the enemy. Call them out. Because I don't think Biden's going to be the candidate. I think they're going to put Michelle Obama in last minute um, because he's, he's, uh, undeniably ill-equipped to handle the presidency. Use relenting public pressure to insist on truth as a foundation of justice. It works. Today, the Harvard president resigned because unrelenting public pressure works. Focus your energy. You can't fight every battle. Insist on truth. Don't concede to lies on lies to, um, of the left on anything. Cultivate discernment. Verify before exposing. Always remember, leftists seek destruction of freedom, consolidation of power. And on that one, I was going to say these resolutions, the quality of discernment is vital because you'll see stories put out that sound kind of crazy, and sometimes the left even puts them out so that unthinking people on the right will pick them up and repeat them and then look foolish because they weren't true. Cultivate your discernment, check your sources, verify before exposing. Always remember leftists seek destruction of freedom and consolidation of power. And I'll tell you the last one is kind of more personal and more um, not political. Tell people more that you care and why you care. Spend time with friends. Every conversation has a ripple effect. And I want to say one more thing. Come back to me really quickly. So one more thing about that. So on um, the last few days, my husband and I, you know, we had a variety of social gatherings over the holidays. Uh, one was with a um, family we know really well, and a bunch of their friends. It was you know, a pretty big party. And part of what they do, this family, which is just so impressive, is that they actually spend time to publicly around, you know, in a kind of a gathering in a group talking. There may be 40 people there. I don't know, I didn't count, but 40 people. The family takes time. They were honoring the birthday of the mom. But they take time 
to actually say to each other in public how much they appreciate and why they appreciate their mom and what they're grateful for about their mom and what she did to them. Oh, the kids are all grown, but I mean, how she raised them, what she did for them in their lives. And I was noticing the room was, the room full of people was so touched by this just genuine expression of authentic appreciation. And I was thinking how America is very politically divided. And I think that for us as patriots, the ones who are, we are, we are the heroes. We are the patriots, the ones standing up for America, standing against leftism. I think part of what we can do as just patriots and Americans is to, is to be strong and not give up and not surrender and not concede an inch. But at the same time, we can show a measure of kindness, of respect toward other people that causes them to think, well, I don't agree with her, but I, I think that was pretty nice that she said that. I think that was a valid point to make. I think that was a genuine expression of, of care. I think that we have to try to spread love within the American population, um, even as we are fighting these battles. And I don't think those two things are contradictory. I think you can be passionate as a patriot and not stop fighting, but still express love for your fellow man and concern and express kindness, appreciation, small steps of kindness. Are there gifts you can give to people every day? You never know how much you uplift someone just by something little you say, and you do help to re-engage, reconnect our, our society um, as you go forward in this year of 2024. So, unusual show today. I normally dive into one or two policies deeply, but I wanted in this first uh, show day for me in 2024 to tell you I am utterly optimistic about America's future. I am determined to do everything I can think of in 2024 to stand up and speak up for this country and to fight against the destruction of America happening right in front of our eyes by the anti-American left. But I truly believe, I feel no doubt in saying this, the majority of people, the majority of actual citizens of America are right with us. The majority of Americans do not want anything the Biden administration is doing. They do not want the destruction of America. They want America restored. We, the leaders, the patriots, the activists, we can speak up, we can organize people, we can inspire people, encourage them to get on board in this fight to preserve America. My name is Debbie Georgiatis. Our show is America Can We Talk. You can find it online at americacanwetalk.org. You can find it on Twitter at Debbie Can We Talk. You can find it on Rumble and every other conceivable social media platform out there, except YouTube. You can find it everywhere. I encourage you, if you enjoy the show, to share it, to grab the link from our website, americacanwetalk.org, or from our Twitter feed. Share it with your friends. Encourage them to listen. Spread the word. There's a patriot movement rising in this country. And everyone, the vast majority of Americans, wants this patriot movement to succeed, to be part of preserving this country, standing up and building it again. And you will be, I'm telling you, we're building a patriot army of people who are not going to just take what the left is doing. We're going to stand up to restore America. Thank you so much for listening to my show. I do this show, America Can We Talk, to speak truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. America, can we talk truth about America? Can you hear?